welcome to today's episode of the BDAC podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussions. Make sure to also like this podcast's Facebook page at facebook.com slash BDAC for more updates. And now, please welcome your host, Lucas Bonifacio. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the BDAC podcast, dear friends. I hope you guys are doing great. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the BDAC podcast. Hey, guys. I know it's been <laughs> it's been long since I last recorded, and yeah, you know things have been really busy on my end for the past few months, past few weeks, and uh, I guess this is my time off. So happy Palm Sunday to you guys. Hope you guys are doing great wherever you are. Uh, life life so far is pretty busy, but a lot of fruitful things very much happening, and yeah, today's episode is very very much exciting because I bring with you to the table. My good friend, uh, we're going to talk about life, our experiences as high school students, and also our love for the Avatar universe. So let's really get right to it, and I hope you enjoy today's content. Thank you so much for joining me again for the BDAC podcast. We now move on, you know the drill, to the first part of the day's show, and that is our weekly update. All right, newsflash. So for today's weekly update, I'm pretty sure I owe you guys at least two or three weeks worth of um, weekly updates. So the f- maybe one thing that I really want to highlight is the fact that I've been playing games again. <laughs> I've been playing games on my phone as a pastime. And uh, what I've been playing lately is Injustice, uh, Gods Among Us Mobile. And I've been really, really so good at it. I've been grinding so much. Uh, I've been really taking time to really play with it despite my busy schedule and yeah despite not um attending to the bdac podcast and from my end aside from being busy lately i've been like thinking about getting into like the best films out there so i i'm reflecting over this list of like top 100 movies of of all time or hollywood's 100 favorite films and very, very interesting choices. And I'm glad I watched The Godfather. That means, I guess, uh, I'm what my choices in movies are really good because Hollywood also cho- chose these movies. I'm not really so sure how to frame that. But yeah, so aside from that, also, I'm honestly gearing up for so much work because I only have, I think, four to five weeks worth left of, of the school year. And I'm very much excited to end it with a bang. But obviously, you know, more work is going to come. And I hope I get to really end it all uh, in good terms, obviously, and end it all successfully with grace and poise and rationality. Yeah, that's a Panic at the Disco reference. (laughs) So also another update that i have for you guys is that i have found genuine happiness and it's a very very big claim but lately you know i've been having spouts of pure joy pure happiness and i'm really really happy about it and dear friend you know i hope you do also get that breakthrough i hope you find that you know genuine happiness despite everything that's been happening lately I hope that you still feel and have that drive to push on life and just really fight, fight for the best, fight for what is true, fight for what is right, and fight for the better. That's all I have to say for my weekly update, honestly. And also, maybe one thing that I want to share is that I'm 
interested to play Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Magic the Gathering buff, and I guess I can talk about it on the episode soon. But lately, I've been thinking about playing Yu-Gi-Oh, the card game, and uh, we'll see where that will take me. So that's it, guys. Uh, that's my weekly update. I hope you're doing great on your end uh, for the past few weeks, past few months. Uh, I guess summer uh, here in the Philippines is about to arrive anytime soon, although it's very, very hot already. I hope also that you know you're very you're already gearing up for the summer and uh, really resting. Take this uh, holy week to rest and those types of things. Uh, and yeah, I hope better days are coming, and I hope you guys also feel that better days are coming ahead. So if you wish to share your two cents, of course there are only three simple ways to reach out. Number one, share. Check out the Facebook page uh, of the podcast at facebook.com slash podcast. Next, email me at bdacpodcast at gmail.com or you may send your messages through the Anchor message link through anchor.fm slash message slash bdac. So that's it for my weekly update, dear friend. Again, I hope you had a great week, great uh, months uh, so far. So today's main story time will be with my friend, Francis. So... We've uh, studied together the same high school. We've grown together, and we've been working a lot uh, on so much things. Uh, he's about to graduate college. I'm about to graduate high school, and we're still in touch. And uh, I really thought of bringing him to the show so that he can share his really great insights with all of us today. So before we proceed to that part, <laughs> just a warning that there might be some spoilers involved. Uh, not actually might, but there are spoilers involved. So just be careful <laughs> uh, because we, we're going to talk about something we're very, very passionate about, and that is our love for the Avatar universe. And there are many spoilers, so just watch out for that, dear friend. So thank you so much for listening to my weekly update. We now move on to the next part of today's show, and that is our meat, the main meat of today's show, our story time, Avatar Talks. See you there. And welcome back to the BDAC podcast and welcome to today's story time, dear friends. So for today's story time, I have with you a very, very good friend of mine, one of the main people who pushed me to start this podcast here to talk about life in general and everything that we've been up to. Please welcome a good friend, Francis. Hey, Francis, welcome to the show. Hello, Lucas. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. All right. So you know where I got that? Good morning. You know where I got that greeting? I got that from uh, watching a Magic the Gathering pro tournament. And then I was like, wow. Yeah, and I was like, that's a great way to address everyone who's watching. Like, yeah. Anyway, so welcome to the show. Uh, So the drill here, the Better Days Are Coming podcast. First things first, you know, how are you? You know, share with us your weekly updates. Any highlights of the week that you'd like to share with us? Well, highlights of the week. We just got all the requirements that we need for the coming (laughs) midterms because I'm on my last uh, semester, so I've just been focused on that, really. I mean, I have nothing else but uh, other things, I guess. The St. Joseph podcast, the future is looking good. Uh, other things as well. We're preparing for this retreat that I'm going to help out in. But at home, I've been into some retro music and more of jazzy-like genres. You, you may have heard of Jacob Collier. I think I mentioned him before during the St. Joseph podcast session. But also, I've been listening 
to Earth, Wind, and Fire. That wonderful song, After the Love Has Gone. I've been trying to learn on the piano. Well, that's about it. <laughs> Thank you for that. And, you know, speaking of like retro, I have this like thing, you know, once you go retro, and like there's no stopping. And like I, I've also had those feats in like my musical escapades. And yeah, I can really testify to that. When you, once you start listening to retro, you can really like not stop. And speaking of Earth, Wind, and Fire, recently I unearthed this um, really great spinoff on songs. It's called The Reflex Version. Uh, they're on YouTube. You guys should check them out. The reflex version, and they have a version. They have a reflexed version of Earth, Wind, and Fire September, and wow. it was very amazing. E- even Michael Jackson's uh, hits, very, very, very wonderful songs. You guys should um, check them out. Uh, the reflex, after. yeah, yeah. The reflex version, yeah. The reflex version. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Michael Jackson's Rock With You Reflex version and Earth, Wind & Fire September. Really, really Yeah, great. I think I heard about this before. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's really, really nice. Out. Thank you so much. So, uh, dear friends, you know, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. So before you know, we move on to the meat of, you know, the Avatar cinematic universe, which apparently the creators of Avatar are actually currently thinking about uh, Avatar cinematic universe. Uh, let, let's let's reminisce and talk about you know life so far. So you know Francis and I we've been working together for so long. Even uh, now that Francis is like outside of high school, he's already college, and uh, we're still in touch and we still work on a lot of things. Because you know Francis and I grew up in the same high school, and uh, you're four years older. Uh, yeah, you're four years are you? older. I, I'm, I'm 17. <laughs> I am four years older. Uh, yeah, so, so, you know, d- during graduating his... from high school, I'm graduating from college now. There. So, you know, during, during our, during his high school years and my grade school years, I was, we were both part of, you know, um, our school paper and uh, we really worked a lot. So maybe Francis, you know, care to share some high school experiences that you've had or some lessons from high school. And then you can add some pizzazz by sharing, you know, the college experience that you have now. So go well, ahead. honestly, uh, like I mentioned in our open house, <laughs> because Lucas and I were, were asked, were invited to that open house session. Anyway, so I never really thought of joining the school paper. Because it was a very random moment that a substitute teacher came to our classroom. And out of the blue, he started talking about our school paper, Fortibus. And all of us, my friends and I, all of us just wanted to take photos. That was it. I never thought of becoming you know, the editor, uh, the online editor, managing editor, or editor-in-chief. So I never really was into writing. And so actually, that was... Uh, that was the the thing that led me to studying journalism in college. So life is full of surprises, really. And actually, that was the only time that I collaborated with Lucas because Lucas was our editor for editor and writer for the kids section of the paper. Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Although the memories still remain to be fresh. Although we knew Lucas as well in our school to be one of the great storytellers among the young kids of the school since 
we've seen you still well, remember I've, that <laughs> <laughs> I mean I remember you I remember Sir Omel may you rest in peace uh, yeah it was a long time ago it's still fresh to me <laughs> but the fun thing about it in relation to where I am now at college it's like it's still the same because I'm studying about it still. I'm getting to know more about writing news in particular journalism. And hopefully that's what I'm going to apply for the rest of my life. Hopefully it doesn't get boring, but I, I don't think it is going to get boring because of the many things now that's happening in the world. I mean, journalists are suffering too. There are also persons and all. So there's so many things that I realized when I got into this course. So, you know, just to weigh in on that, you know, Francis, I believe that uh, journalists are the bearers of truth in this world, you know, in this world that we live in, that's like very, very filtered, that's like very manipulated and fabricated. I believe that the journalists have, wo- have what, it take, what it takes to be, you know, the bearers of the truth. But then another thought came to mind, you know, it's like, since these people, these uh, journalists are the ones that bear the truth, you know, come to think of it, someone fact checks, you know, that truth. And then if you think about it, you know, who fact checks the fact checkers. So like, it's going to be caught on a loop, you know what I mean? But then uh, I, I really admire how you really took that course, you know, in college and how you're really pursuing um, journalism and knowing that here in the Philippines, it's very, very uh, tough to be in, in the media or in the journalist uh, position, you know, right? So thank you for that. Now, I'm about to enter college. And, well, I really want to hear your story, you know, your college story. And maybe get some lessons from you, but also inspire others, you know, inspire the viewers of the podcast and, you know, maybe reminisce about the college experience or they're probably college students right now and, you know, really looking for some advice. So maybe care to share some, you know, some thoughts on how to survive college. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I go into that, since you mentioned that journalists are, you know, bearers of the truth, that means they really have, they've taken a big responsibility because, you know, a lot of people now cancel the truth and we're flogged with so many false ideas. We have to know, we really have to distinguish the truth. And the truth about my college story is <laughs> it was actually sort of a mess getting into college because despite my serious demeanor, that's how Lucas knew me uh, in the years that I spent in high school, I was never really serious about what I wanted to take in college. Um, I had a lot of changes throughout the years. I remember from prep, I wrote, I wanted to become a teacher. And then when, when I studied self-studied programming, when I was grade three, so approximately I was uh, eight or nine years old, okay, I wanted to become a computer engineer. And then I started learning guitar, those things, and then something related to music. And then when I got to know that substitute teacher who eventually became my mentor in school for about three or four years, I was convinced um, to take humanities because that subject is very... Uh, that course is very limited, you know, you can only find some colleges. I don't think it's that uh, known or well-established in the Philippines compared to other countries. And then I even had the thought of taking Filipino or philosophy in college. So all these things, really, I wasn't so sure that I was just, you know, at the end uh, of my high school journey. Okay, humanities, whatever I get into. So 
when I took the CETs, the entrance exams, different ka universities, I just wrote whatever. But I was so sure that I was going to get into humanities, which I didn't end up getting humanities. <laughs> Journalism was actually my second choice in UST. And I wrote a, the most random choice, I think, the most random decision I made in life was the first choice I wrote in UST was, I think, marketing or advertising, which I don't even have the craft or skill for it. Because in that college of fine arts, you would have to take the drawing test. So that was uh, <laughs> an obvious epic fail for me. So I'm glad I ended up in journalism because it was actually, again, related to the org that I prioritized in high school, the org that I never realized. So I guess the lesson to learn <laughs> is to be really sure with what you take. But at the same time, I guess, not to be so serious that it it's as if uh, if you don't get the course that you like, it's like the end of the world. I don't think it should be like that because uh, I think right now, a lot of students, perhaps including you, your batch, and a lot of the senior high students I've known, or again, the batches before me, uh, because we were the last batch pre-K to 12 in the Philippines. So uh, there's a lot of pressure, I think. That's my impression on senior high students. There's a lot of uh, pressure. There's a lot of intense. So because when we were in high school, we just we were just chill, actually. I thought that was already being being serious. <laughs> so when I got into college, it, I, I, it took me a while also to, to be more serious. I took it chill. But actually, my classmates, when we were first year, they were actually more chill than I was. But now when I'm already graduating, I try to put that kind of chillness also. Uh, because, you know, with all the terror profs, the courses, and the thesis, you can't just be... Uh, straight jacketed into you know kilangan diretso lahat <laughs> kilangan sobrang seryoso stricto ka hindi I mean now we're entering into this for us at least in UST it's uh, it's a break for us to have the Holy Week and still it's the first Holy Week break that we're going to have requirements still especially for the thesis I still prefer to make time to rest because you know you need rest always rest to make the right choices. If you're restless, then I, I don't think you'll be able to make the right choices. So, aka, the college journey for me was uh, a highway to hell. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 it was fun. It's fun. From high school to college, that is. Because like I, like what I said in the open house, the, the memory of my high school graduation still feels fresh. It's as if it was yesterday. Yeah. Dang. And honestly, I think to add to that, you feel like you notice that there's like so much pressure on like our gen. I think it's because like the K to twelve here really, really probably simulates what life is like in college, like like the the, the dealings. But then I don't really expect college to be this way. You know what I mean? So I'm just really questioning the system sometimes. Why is it like this? And I'm pretty sure it doesn't have to be like this so enough about that <laughs> but oh, it sucks yeah, so, yeah, so it sucks yeah yeah it does it does <laughs> but the reason why i wanted to relate you know the, your journalism experience to our main discussion for the day that is you know the avatar cinematic universe is that because you wrote about you know you have your own blog you you wrote about the first time you encountered the avatar cinematic universe and uh 
let's delve right to it. So I have so many stories to tell about the influence of the Avatar on me, but uh, it's gonna take at least five episodes for me to just talk about it the whole time. But Go I really want to. I really want to hear from you, uh, Francis. You know, can you share with me, like, uh, share with our viewers also? You know, like how how you got into the Avatar universe, and uh, maybe we can start with that, and then let's slowly melt the ice. So yeah. If I remember correctly, I would blame my sister. <laughs> she was, I, I found her watching it. I actually remember the exact memory when I saw her watching it in her... Before, it was like a small room in our house. And I, I came from school. I came from Northfield that time. I was in my uniform. And I remember we sat down immediately to watch. It was not even the first episode. Probably it was like in season two of the original Avatar series. And it was a random episode. And well, I, I just got so hooked. It's so interesting how all a lot of cultures put into one, really. That kind of diversity that did not even exist or wasn't recognized as much as it is now with all the, the diverse ideologies you find from the right and the left, from the West and the East. So I think Avatar became a prelude to that. I mean, uh, no questions uh, asked when, if I mention the last episode of The Legend of Korra, it, it was uh, making history that the Avatar is the first uh, bisexual. So really, I mean, you see all these things coming together, showing how beautiful it is to talk about the diversity of people, culture, and yet they're still united, united in that persona, the avatar. So, I mean, you have to be more concrete, Lucas. You have to be more specific. What, what do you want me to talk about avatar? Because there's a lot of things I can talk about avatar. I've known the series since, I think I was also grade three that time. And I'm already, again, about to be a professional, young, young professional at least. But if you look at the avatar community there is in the online world, you'll see like parents already, <laughs> parents uh, brainwashing their children <laughs> into loving Avatar too. Because, I'm getting I mean, there. I'm going to get there. <laughs> uh, who, who, doesn't have, who doesn't love Avatar? So, I mean, actually I tried uh, convincing my mom, but I guess... There are certain generations that you won't be able to convince into Avatar. But I guess, I mean, still, it takes a while for some people. But it's inevitable, I think. Agreed. Well, honestly, to, to really start with it, by the way, uh, not only is Avatar Korra the bisexual, and also Avatar Kyoshi, yeah, yeah, yeah. my favorite Avatar. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe to start it all off, maybe can you sh- can you discuss or maybe share which do you think you belong? Which, um, which element bender do you think you are? I think I'm an earth bender. No question. Because, what? No question. Uh, I'm an air bender. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I got surprised because uh, I thought you didn't hear me. But yeah, I I, uh, I I saw this chart with like um. The hands and my hands really matched the Earthbender ones, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And Avatar Kyoshi is my favorite Avatar, and then she's an Earthbender, though an Airbender from, yeah. since birth. But I, I feel like I'm an Earthbender. So, what about you? Why do you think, or why do you consider yourself an Airbender? Well, I, I want to be as flexible as those uh, Airbenders. I mean, and also as peaceful as they are, because you know, 
in the first season, <laughs> the Fire Nation was literally like killing everyone. So that was their background. And all of us were like, okay, this is the enemy. But so amazing how they turned the best character development in the world, Zuko. <laughs> so, uh, but all thanks, I, I would credit his uncle. Uh, I think Uncle Iroh is one of my favorite characters, even if my favorite would be the Air Nation. Um, that's why I'm getting this soon. <laughs> I'm gonna get a that's Funko a Pop. Funko Pop of Iroh. Uncle Iroh. Yeah. 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 I, even, the, I even address him as I even address him as Uncle Iroh for, ra- ra- <laughs> for just just because because you know he's he's just he's like that warm hug you know he he really embodies yeah he really embodies that warm hug and his cameo in the legend of Korra brought me to tears that brought me to tears I was really crying I was like oh my god and sorry to to add to that you know I saw this meme in the Avatar uh, universe and then they were saying that um, just because you're Zuko season one doesn't mean you can't be Zuko season three and I was like, wow, that, 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 that's that's really amazing. And seeing, yeah, really, again, seeing is like development, seeing like how he... Why can't he be season two? Because I'm pretty sure he was a tyrant <laughs> in season two. I don't, I honestly don't remember anymore. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This I is think... Korra or Avatar? No, no, no. Uh, this is Ang, uh, The Last Airbender. Ah, yeah. Zuko yeah. was there in season two. But that was like the turning point. But the Crossroads of Destiny was the last episode. Yes. Oh my God. You still remember the episode titles? <laughs> nice. Of course. Yeah. But I so, try. I try. I, I'm actually due for rewatching them again because I, I really miss. It's like, it's that series that you really can't, can't get over that fast. You know what I mean? Like but the first time I watched different. it, the first time I watched it, I was like, I was so in love like for the next month, actually next few months because I watched it fresh quarantine here in the Philippines, fresh quarantine and I just yeah, yeah. non-stop like watched it and then the but whole next When was month, the first time you watched it? Though? The first time I watched it was most likely April or March or April of 2020 and ever since that day... So you never watched it before? No, I never. I mean, I, I wasn't really a Nickelodeon kid because I was told really? not to watch Fairly Odd Parents because it was bad. So <laughs> I, I I was a Disney kid when I was young. I was a Disney kid. Disney and Cartoon Network kid. So I wasn't able to watch Nickelodeon that much. So I didn't grow up with SpongeBob. I, I, didn't, wow. <laughs> I didn't grow up with SpongeBob. So yeah, I, well, I, did, I, I missed Patrick a lot. Patrick Starr is going to have a television show on his own this this coming year i think again i'm not a nick, nick kid so i didn't know uh, although yeah. i was very active during the times when nickelodeon went to our school Daya. <laughs> remember I that know. when you get slimed oh, memories but you know i i prefer calling iro as just iro than the uncle thing i don't know why it's like you have that more affection i don't know i i just prefer the first name but anyway yeah uh, Iro is one of my favorite class classmates. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> favorite characters. It's okay, it's okay. For me, Uncle I I, I like calling him Uncle Iro. And just an Easter egg. I don't know if you knew this, but remember that episode when Uncle Iro was jailed, and uh, he was being mistreated, those sort of things. But then there was this one uh, jail uh, person. I, I don't know how you yeah, call yeah, these. Prison guard. Yeah, prison That's guard. True. And she was yeah. the only one who addresses Uncle Iro as General Iro. And I don't know if you knew, but the voice actress of that character was Serena Williams. Yes, oh, that's Serena yeah, Williams. Yeah. Because yes, yeah, she's yeah, a ver- she's that. also a very very great fan of the Avatar franchise, and 
just amazing. Wow, suerte. So, okay, so from uh, you already discussed, you know, your favorite character from uh, uh, The Last Airbender. So maybe you can share with me, you know, what did you get any lesson or one one key takeaway that you got from the series? Because after this, we're going to talk about The Legend of Korra next. So you, maybe yeah. you can start with your lesson from... Well, uh, I remember this particular episode... It might be the one in season two or book two. Uh, Zuko had his own episode all to him. Yes, uh, the Zuko alone Zuko episode alone. when they were yeah. in the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I think when Zuko was dealing with this kid, he showed him his dagger. Uh, and the dagger, he explained with an, ins- an in- inscription that his uncle uh, taught him. Never give up without a fight. That was my, uh, <laughs> that was the quote that stuck to me since I watched Atla. So, never give up without a fight. I mean, all of us uh, have battles to win. I mean, you know, you and I have a long battle to win to heaven. <laughs> But besides that, there's so many earthly battles as well. I've faced a lot of battles from high school days, from grade school days. And even until now, I mean, thesis is a battle. <laughs> so never give up without a fight uh, I remember this quote also from a friend of mine she told me this I think pre-pandemic uh, you, you shouldn't give 100% to your academics you always remain like 20 or 30% to the many things that you also attend yourself to like your family, hobbies, etc so you know when you say never give up without a fight It means like if you're going to put that in the context of academics, even if ako, if I'm graduating, there's always this chance that I am not. I mean, it's always there. It always exists. So you always prepare for the best and the worst. So at least if you're not like 100% your academics, you would have also, <clears throat> you will, sorry, you will not regret on losing time for your family, friends, things that you like to do. Yeah, never give up without a fight. That was one thing that stuck to me. But yeah, I think Atla as a whole was uh, a compendium of lessons that I needed to ingrain to my mind, heart, body, and soul. <laughs> Thank you for that. So for me, the main like episode that I really got inspired was the first time that I found out about Kyoshi Island. And ever since I saw the Kyoshi Warriors, I was so in love with Avatar Kyoshi. And wow. the quote that I always live by is that, you know, only justice will bring peace. I'll never, ever forget that line. It, it, it's, it's my personal mantra. And it's just very amazing. The example of Avatar Kyoshi was very, very different. She was very, she was very wonderful. But the one aside from that, I mean, I could go on and go on and on about that. Um, yeah. That, that, that lesson that I got. But what I really want to highlight here is the lesson that I got from Ang. And the lesson that I got from Ang was there's always another solution. If you think about it, you know, when, when you're like caught on a rut and there's you think that there's only one way to do this, you know, no. Think about it even more. Reflect about it even more. And there's always another way. There's always another solution. You just have to see it through. What did Ang do? He was he, he was really hesitant, you know, to to kill Fire Lord Ozai because come on, it's not it's not in his goal. He's a very principled yeah. being, and he doesn't want to do it. And lo and behold, after the revelation of the of the lion turtles, he found out that as the Avatar, he can take away the bending of Fire Lord yeah. Ozai. And 
if you think about it, you know, in life, there really is another way out. And it, yeah, you know, very interesting. So my apologies to the people who haven't watched the Avatar. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, I'm really sorry, but we're just really geeking alert. out. <laughs> yeah, we have. I actually, I'll actually just say it before we, before this, before this. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. So no, but actually, I remembered two things when he said only justice will bring peace. Am I correct in saying that was the time that Ang was? Uh, uh, what do you call this? When there's this town that uh, hated avatars, was that when? I think uh, it was during Avatar. Yeah, the episode title I think was Avatar Day. And uh, yeah, Avatar Day when and uh, Avatar Kyushi just appeared. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. the one who killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, that episode was amazing when he su- suddenly changed to Kyoshi. I was and crying that thing... episode. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, she's here. Yeah, I mean, Kyoshi was amazing. 220 years alive? My god. Uh, and that's because what? she found out the ancient te- earth bending technique of not aging. My gosh. <laughs> Sana all. <laughs> and she was the first lava bending avatar. Sorry, what you were saying? Oh. Yeah, you were saying something. Sorry. Really? Yeah. But you know, there was a bender before. I uh, would, yeah. I saw in, in the in the intro the yeah. the earth the, yeah. the the fire bender who bent the uh, lava. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a but fire bender. That's but a fire bender. But she was the first avatar to wow. yeah, lava bend. Good. Yeah. But uh, with what you said about Ang. Could always find another solution. I just remembered if I may already cross to uh, to Legend of Korra. Go ahead, we're going. <laughs> I there. think Ang's solution to you know losing his entire culture, his entire nation, he built his own family. I mean, how profound is that to start a family, which would lead into the generations and even the discovery of Korra. Spoiler alert: <laughs> Korra will find. Uh, non-benders would become benders due to the harmonic convergence. It was a time in uh, the Korra series in which the spirit world and the, physical the great world connected. spirits battled and suddenly there was a shift in the energy of the world, both worlds, spirit and um, the human world, which caused new benders to come out of nowhere. Airbenders, to be precise. So... We now move on to Legend of Korra. So, okay, I started with asking, you know, what bender you are, and you mentioned airbending. So, what do you think will be your sub bend? So, like, you know, how like earthbenders have like metal and lava bend? I'll choose lava bending because that's so cool. I'm going to be like Bolin. <laughs> so, because I resonate with Bolin the most. So, but he's not my favorite character. So, what about you, uh, Francis? What do you, you think? You know, Bolin is your... really good character. Yeah, he's a, so bubbly, amazing. He was so, you know, I was, I feel so sorry for him when, you know, what happened with Mako and Korra in the first season. <laughs> I mean, I think that was things, toxic, though. Yeah, 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 I think things could have worked out between Bolin and Korra, but anyway, yeah, not up to us. Uh, favorite sub bending, I think. Uh, sorry, but I, I like blood bending because blood bending is a rare. Unique, amazing skill that even if it was abused, I mean, grab yung power of of Yakon, of his sons. I mean, that amazing display of Amon. I mean, among all the uh, villains that you'll find in the four seasons of Korra, 
I think Amon still stands out to be very, very unique because you have uh you have two related characters uh from what's his name again? Unalok. Unalok and uh, who actually belong to Zahir's group, who used to belong to Zahir's group, but you know, when it became selfish with his per- uh, motives. And then the relation between from I mean Lou was not uh a villain, but still you know, Kovira came from Lou's group. But Amon stood out. I mean, he actually, because I think what really moved me in picking Amon was the backstory from Yakon to, to what's his r- real name? Noah Tok. Noah Tok and Yakon. So I think Amon was uh, an amazing, you know, had an amazing backstory and even. You could say character development, even if <laughs> they took their lives in the end. I honestly wasn't even expecting that too. It's like for the last time, brother. Bang! Like, what? No! Yeah, like, I was like, whoa! God, this is a cartoon. This is yeah. not for children. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa! What? And then like, wow! So wow! You know, the Avatar uh, universe is really, really diverse. And what I really want to uh, share, you know, to the discussion we have so far, is that. I remember the creators of the Avatar universe. Uh, I don't yeah. remember their names exactly, but they Ryan, were talking about Pedro yeah and Col- Michael DiMartino. Yeah, them. So they were saying how people were people weren't really supportive of Korra, and I was really concerned because you know as I I, I felt more attached to Korra than really? to Ang. Honestly, honestly speaking, and maybe there's a theory that. People like my age now, or as are the same age group of Cora, really like like really match each other's like taste, match each other's like um discovery, the type of temperament, you know that type of thing. And I think yeah, I agree because yeah. I'm really I'm I really love Cora so so much. And I, I remember they mentioned how they think that the fans weren't really as open to Cora making mistakes than Ang. I don't know if that statement made sense because, you know, Ang had like many mistakes and people forgave him for it. But like for Korra, people were very like, you know, why why did you let Korra do this, do that, do that? But I think that's very needed because Korra had to make mistakes for her to learn. And the reason why I can't watch The Legend of Korra again is because the ending of like season two or season three broke my heart so bad. Season two. <laughs> season two. That's why I didn't. I don't want to see. You did Rin not finish Korra in pain no, again. No, I did. I did. I finished oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But then I didn't want to see her in pain again. So I was like, "Wow." No, but he. But she went through four different kinds of pain. I mean, the exactly. first she thought she would lose all her bending. The second season, she lost her connection with all the past avatars. In the third season, she was she, about to die. She lo- She got uh, poisoned. Yeah, yeah, in the fourth season, uh, it's a different kind of uh, death. Warfare. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind <laughs> no, of actually, warfare. Actually, it had to do with her identity, right? She was yeah. trying to find herself. And her villain was like another self. Yeah, And that's so maybe actually, the reason why uh, like, I really have more of an affinity to Korra. It's because I'm also at that struggle. You know, I'm also that, like fighting anything and everything that goes out of my way. I want things to be done my way. But then, you know, sometimes you need to get reprimanded, those types of things. So, who... Yeah, but actually, you know, uh, Cora 
uh, I don't prefer to, you know, because a lot of people compared the two series, but I prefer to abstain because they're both incomparable. They're both unique in their own ways. Uh, I think the the set of fans that Atla had compared to Korra, of course, we were all young that time. When was uh, Avatar released? So, And it was aimed literally for children. So we would not be as open-minded as now when, when we watch Korra, when we continue the story, the legend. And now we complain, wow, there's so many things that they allowed Korra to experience. But precisely, they actually humanized more who the Avatar is. Exactly. Um, uh, I mean, when you watch different movies or series about superheroes whatsoever, they're always all about their strengths, their powers. I guess there was a bit of that in in Atla. But still, they were able to show the vulnerability of Ang losing his own family culture and Jung Jung. and when he was firebending he heard Cora yeah, uh, he yeah, heard yeah. Katara <laughs> and all the more in Cora because Cora experienced literally life-changing uh experiences for the avatar avatar's history itself but the character development of Cora was amazing because if you again in the last series that's how the creator showed it by comparing it to her villain that time, the antagonist, because Kovira was like some sort of uh, an underdeveloped Korra. It was like a Korra in the first season. And Korra was looking at the mirror. Wow, this is how much I've transformed. Despite that all the changes that happened to me uh, made her feel alone, weak, and all. And I guess that's something that we could relate to, not only because of the pandemic, but the many challenges you and I, everyone, the listeners, uh, go through in life in general. So that's why I think that's one of the reasons people are so hinged to the Atla uh, LOK series. Um, that's why I can't wait for the... <laughs> you dubbed it as the cinematic universe. Cinematic universe ba talaga? I think there's Avatar Studios or... <laughs> uh, so the Avatar Studios, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I love, I love uh, calling certain things the cinematic universe. So oh, okay. like the MCU. Well, because you find it so much of a marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the wordplay. But see, you know, this is why I love Atla and LOK so much. You, you really get to unearth a lot of lessons, learn a lot of so many things. And I agree, you know, Korra was more relatable than Ang. That's why probably I really have this affinity towards Avatar Korra. But of course, I love Avatar Ang, you know. And I'm I have yet to uh, improve my toy collection because I don't have a single item from the Avatar universe. Not even a poster. I only have wallpapers. So, yeah. So, thank you, guys. I hope you guys are enjoying our conversation so far. So, maybe before we close, before we end, there are... If we are following the Korra timeline, the next avatar will be an Earth avatar from the Earth nation. So, I honestly don't know what to ask you about the... Because, obviously, you're going to watch the new avatar whatever the new content avatar the avatar cinematic universe will create but maybe i can we can ask the question do you think they're gonna follow the cora timeline uh the cora timeline of like passing of the avatar or do you think they'll invent a new one for the third and start with a certain 
element. What do you think? Just your... I think the answer to your question is they're going to do both because it's an Avatar studio. I mean, they dedicated an entire team, not only like the single team that they had for probably for Atla or Korra. They're going to do, I mean, they even mentioned the possibility of starting a special series for Iroh and I'm very excited about that. And Kyoshi. Um, yeah, so I mean, all these things could be explored and I'm sure it's going to take time, so... Yeah. <laughs> Although what saddened me really was uh you know the development of the Netflix series uh the live action series that Netflix is starting and the original creators dropped out of the project so that was uh, unfortunate. Thankfully they saved it with this new development the Avatar Studios. So hopefully they're going to continue the Korra uh timeline and also create many different unique series on different characters of Avatar because they have all different stories they to tell, no? I mean, they, amazing. Really, a million, a thousand avatars to choose from. <laughs> and many people are even interested to know about Avatar Kurok, you know? What's up with him? Why, why was he like that? You know, why was he... Even Avatar Roku and, of course, Kyoshi. And I'm... Oh, what Roku was a mess. <laughs> yeah. And Kurok was a mess, but come on, I mean, what, what we can unearth so much from them. And my, my cousin and I are very interested to know, shout out to Jego, will the new Avatar have a connection with Korra? But will the new Avatar try to reinvent the connection back to the old Avatars? Or will the first trainer of the new Avatar just be Korra? You know, those, 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 there's really so many things very that you exciting. can... Very, very, very exciting. So I guess... To our friends out there listening to today's podcast, please check out the Avatar Cinematic Universe. It's 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 very amazing. You'll learn so many things. Apologies again for the spoilers. <laughs> There's just so much. But again, th- these may be like integral uh, spoilers, but there are many more things to learn and many more things to see from both Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. So, so just imagine, Lucas, when we... You probably watched... Uh, Avengers Endgame when we lost some characters there including Iron Man Black Widow and those things could not be reversible so probably it would be the same logic applied to Avatar uh, na probably who knows hindi na continue yung original line of Avatars back that they'll true. find a certain connection who knows but uh, I mean all these different possibilities it's all up to us now. <laughs> yep. Play with your imaginations. I, I don't know if I told you, like, when I was young, when I was, like, grade 3, grade 4, and got into Avatar, I was so obsessed that sometimes in my free time, uh, even in school, my classmates would see me trying to imagine how to... how <laughs> Me just imagining on my own episodes. Yeah, creating, like, my own sound effects. And yeah. they would even make fun of me <laughs> because how fanatic I was. I mean, even my mom would reprimand me when we would be in the mall or etc. <laughs> yeah, that's how madly in love I was with Avatar. Yeah, actually, prior to watching the Avatar franchise, I just found out about like people bending and those types of things. And I was like, <laughs> I was in the shower and then I was like, oh, I'm water bending. <laughs> those types of things. So anyway, so I guess that concludes our discussion for today. So to our dear friends out there, BDAC Podcast, thank you so much for joining us, you know, explore the Avatar franchise. But before we move on to our next segment, Francis, thank you so much for joining us today. Any last words, you know, for our viewers today? Because mine, 
will be do the thing. You got this. <laughs> What about you, Francis? Guys, please watch Avatar. That's all I have to say. Just please watch Avatar. And that's where you'll get to learn to love tea <laughs> from Uncle Iroh. Ako, I love tea. Na, so, watch Avatar. Same. Thank you so much for that. So, dear friends, thank you so much for joining us for this part of today's show. We now move on to the next part of today's show, and that is our six-word stories. See ya! And welcome to today's six-word stories, dear friends. In case you forgot, six-word stories are a segment on the show in which we take storytelling up a notch. I don't know if you take it up a notch or was yeah, whatever. We, we, we take it to a different level, and that's where we tell stories with just six words. So, Today's six-word stories are brought to us by my good friend Francis. So thank you for reaching this part of the show, and thank you so much for joining, uh, for listening to the uh, story time for today. Hope you learned a lot. So we now move on to today's six-word story. So the story goes, St. Joseph year caused the SJP. Next up, I joined Fortibus, then studied journalism. And lastly, I was Francis before the Pope. All right, so those are our six-word stories for today. Once again, shout-out to my good friend, Francis. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. So we now move on to the last part of today's show, dear friend. But also, before I forget, if you have your own set of six-word stories that you would like to share for our podcast, make sure to check out our outlets that we have. Number one, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. Number two, our email at bdacpodcast at gmail.com. And number three, our Anchor message link through anchor.fm slash message slash bdac. So, dear friends, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, allow me to proceed to the last part of our show for today and our conclusion. So, see you there. And you hear it, it's our Warrior Dance. So thank you so much, dear friends, for joining me in the BDAC podcast. I really miss doing this. And again, I apologize for like the late content. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in this journey. And uh, on my end, as I mentioned before, it's very, very busy. And I know there are many more things out there. And I know there are many more busy, busier people than me. So again, better days are coming, dear friends. I hope you guys are doing great. Uh, some music recommends I'd like to share with you guys. IU, a Korean singer, just released her fifth studio album called Lilac. Check them out. Super Junior's uh, 10th album, 10th studio album also came out. It's called uh, uh, House Party, if I'm not mistaken. But the title track is called House Party also. And yeah, uh, I hope you guys are doing great. And also check out, uh, let me check the name real quick. Uh They're a new band that I discovered, and they have this song called the. They have the song called "Week for Your Love," and their uh, band name is called The Sacred Souls. Again, it's The Sacred Souls, and uh, yeah, they're very, very, very great find that I got. So yeah, that, that, that's all from my end, friend. I, I hope you enjoyed our episode for today, and I hope you're you know fighting for. The best. So see you again soon. I hope you had a great time. This has been the BDAC Podcast with me, Lucas Bonifacio. Have a great, great, holy and blessed holy week. And see you all real soon. Happy Palm Sunday again. And never forget, better days are coming. Bye, guys. See you real soon. Have a blessed, blessed week ahead. Bye.
and you have just listened to the BDAC podcast. Thank you for sharing your time with me in today's episode. Looking forward to hearing from you on our next episode. Never forget that better days are coming ahead. Thank you so much. See you soon.